The first thing I want to make crystal clear is that Ice House is vile. And if what you're looking for is a nice steady headache, feel free to partake. But let's go back to Brothers Bar in Reed City before I'd fully consumed two shots of Johnny and a pitcher of Swill. Shirley Harris appeared to be about 5'6", and wore her sandy blonde hair wavy and chin length. Like her daughter, she probably looked older than her years, though my guess is her advanced aging was due to being a mother who'd been through more in her 40-something years than most of us go through in a lifetime. Worry does that. Anguish helps it along. The story was so heartbreaking, even my secretary ordered an afternoon beer, probably to give the woman a break in her storytelling. I don't doubt it was getting to Carla, hearing how Trudy had been abused, especially hearing that as a kid, she'd been pretty normal taken gymnastics, sailed through with good grades, had even been a cheerleader in her junior year. But as sometimes happens, she got in with the wrong crowd in that final year of school, started experimenting, and developed a pretty nasty meth habit by the time she graduated. Mrs. Harris outlined the early arrests, things like shoplifting and minor possession, and how she'd done everything from grounding her daughter to threatening one of those boot camp type deals that had become popular in the 90s. But once Trudy graduated, moved out, and took up with Scott, the ex, and got pregnant, things deteriorated quickly from there. Jesus, that baby. I had him a lot of the time, thank God. But what he saw, I won't ever know. I'm not even sure he remembers. When I think of that trailer, what was left of it, I could feel Carla tense next to me. She was in a hurry to get to the questions. I knew Miss Harris wasn't ready for yet. I put a hand on her knee and gently squeezed. Tell us about the kidnapping. It was the first time I'd interjected in the questioning, and I hoped Carla would take the hint and let the woman speak. Sometimes it's the best way to get the answers you're looking for, when people aren't exactly sure what you're asking. Sometimes it's just what the other person needs at the moment, to let it out. In this case, it felt like the latter. Mrs. Harris looked at me for a minute, then pulled out her cigarettes and knocked the soft pack against her knuckle, fumbling one out. She almost had it lit when she realized what she was doing. Damn new laws. No smoking in a bar. Ever heard of anything so asinine? She slid the cigarette back into the pack and tucked it in her apron pocket. That son of a bitch took my baby up to that hotel. Said he wanted to make amends. At the funeral, he made a big fuss. Blamed Trudy for his brother's death. I guess he thought... Wait, his brother? The revelation stunned me speechless. You didn't know? Steve was Scott's twin brother. I think that's why she trusted him. Looked just like Scott. A little heavier, maybe. Anyway, he picked her up from work. I learned all this later, mind you. And he says he wants to show her something. This building he wants to buy one day. Everyone around here knows about the Osceola. It's a cool old place, and it's been empty for years. But it needs so much work. 
I can't believe anyone would want to put that much money into it. So he takes her up there, and from what I can piece together, he comes on to her. She was feeling bad. He has sex with her, and then after, pulls out that stuff. Asks her if she wants to try it. I'm drinking pretty steady at this point, mostly because I can picture it happening. How he probably played it real smooth to get this girl, who's already damaged, boxed into a corner like that. She said she'd never done it before, and I believe her. She never lied to me about the meth, not after the beginning. After the first few times, I tried to get her off it. She was defiant, but she didn't lie about it. But this stuff, this heroin... The Harris woman shook her head slowly and stared across the bar at the television. Imagine how she was feeling. Her boyfriend died in a fire. She just had sex with his twin brother. I think she gave in because she felt guilty. She didn't like herself very much by that point. Cops told me that once he shot her up the first time, it was easy to keep her drugged up. She was probably so out of it. I don't think she ate much by the empty packages of garbage food they found littering the room. Chips, crackers, soda. She was so thin when they found her. I squeezed Carla's knee again and she took the hint. The woman had had enough of her trip down memory lane. Ms. Harris, do you get to see the child now? Trudy's child? They let me visit weekends if I call first. Usually I have dinner with them. It's not like it used to be, though. Did you challenge their petition for custody? Carla's tone was the perfect mix of curiosity and lack of judgment. Like a question being asked by a child who is so into the story, they're breathless in anticipation of the answer. Mrs. Harris nodded. Yep, but you've got a bar owner with an old criminal record. She waved an impatient hand. Marijuana possession. Hell, I grow this stuff legally now and have a medical marijuana license. That doesn't matter when you're going up against all those hardcore Christian values and people connected to local government. They're the shining beacons of hope in that child's life, and I'm the two-bit stoner barkeep who didn't do so well with her own kid. Carla reached out and put a hand over the woman's. I like Trudy. She's my friend. She's our friend. But she is a goddamn mess, and I've been trying to get her into rehab, and she finally agreed. But she wants to see her son first. Sometimes telling the whole truth is a bad idea. I felt like this was one of those situations. I can tell by his grip on my knee that my boss here doesn't agree with me. But I'm not going to lie to you. You can give us the information or not, but we'll find him anyway, wherever he is. And then we're going to take her there and let her see him somehow, without having any contact and without him seeing her. And then we're going to take her to rehab. I know you don't know us from Adam. We're strangers to you. But if you think you can trust that we'll do what we say we'll do, I need to know where your grandson lives now. The woman looked at us both for a long time. I couldn't read her because I was too busy thinking about how Carla had just promised to get her daughter into rehab, and I wasn't so sure that was a foregone conclusion. This woman had already been through enough. Getting her hopes up about something that might not happen didn't feel right. I was about to address that, mostly for my own conscience, when she did it for me. 
I'll believe the rehab thing when I see it. Even if you get her there, it has to stick. But I'll tell you where he is, only because I think she's got a right to see him. But you have to promise me you won't let her talk to him. That boy's been through enough. Much as I wish Trudy could be his mother again, I know it can't happen and it breaks my heart. But if you're saying her getting a peek at him might be what she needs to get into rehab, then do it. Anything more than that, I wouldn't put money on. Her voice had hardened as she spoke. She was withdrawing into that protective shell we all need to help us weather the squalls that life throws at us. Her troubles had been plenty, and she'd obviously had a lot of practice bracing against any kind of hope. Mrs. Harris jotted an address down on a piece of paper. When she handed it to Carla, there was an exchanged look that only they would ever be able to decipher. I never asked, but if I were to venture a guess, it was a please and a thank you. And what amounted to a silent prayer that whatever happened next wouldn't make any of us live to regret it. <laughs> <laughs>